0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport Fan Network. Talksport, powered by fans.
1: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just sixty bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love.
3: On Sunday, the 11th of July, England reached the furthest it's ever got in a major tournament in anyone that I know's lifetime. That day, England played the European Championships final against Italy at Wembley Stadium in hope of picking up their first trophy since the World Cup win against Germany in 1966. England fought a brave fight and the game literally went down to the wire with penalty kicks deciding who would win the trophy in the end. But it wasn't to be for England once again as penalties got the better of the team and defeated them, this very, very brave England team. This is the besotted Pride of West London podcast at the Euros and I'm Billy Grant and I was there behind the goal for every single minute of England's heroic Euro 2020 campaign. This was my 15th tournament, 7 World Cups, 7 Euros and 1 Women's World Cup and I really did think the stars were aligning and it finally was coming home. Normally for each England tournament I drop a few podcasts but this time I decided to hold off and only brought out my recorder at the final. I really wanted to document, you know, what I thought was going to be a historic moment. But it wasn't to be. I tell you what, this podcast was never going to come out. But two weeks later after reflecting and listening back to the excited voices, the way that we had the anticipation before the match, and to be quite honest with you, I had a lot of fun in this Euros. I thought, tell you what, why not? The fact is, this was a great tournament and England did us proud. And after a really shitty 18 months with the COVID and illnesses and work issues... England getting to this final was a fantastic release for many of us. We really needed this. But after the final whistle, something dark also happened. All three black England players who missed the penalties were badly racially abused. England's defeat to Italy in the European final showed how far as a team we've come, so close, but also how far behind as a nation we still are in some ways. And when it comes to race, prejudice and diversity, we still got some things that we need to do. But let's look back at the positive stuff. I'm going to take you back to the morning of the European Championships final day, and we're going to go through the joys and the pains of being a football fan whose team is always close, but no cigar. It's lunchtime. The characters have assembled in Marleybone for the first pre-match drink. This is the besotted pride of West London European Championships 2020 final podcast and uh, it's interesting because we've not done any podcast at the Euros even though we've been at every single game so far just because I don't know we've had a little bit of a break didn't want to jinx it and also, we just thought, tell you something, let's just give football a little bit of a rest. Let's see how it goes. And uh, England have done the business. They've come all the way through and they're at the final hurdle, it is, where they're playing Italy at Wembley today. So we thought we will do a bit of a before, during and after podcast today. And we're here sitting outside the Duke of Wellington pub here in Marlborough. Early starts, early doors here with a, a few members of the crew who are out here today just enjoying themselves. We've had some proper laughs in this Euros. As we say, it's not quite quite the same as as going abroad. There's nothing better than going abroad and watching your team play abroad, but we've made the best of it, as we can do, and we've been to all sorts of weird and wonderful places, drinking before the game and and hanging out before the game, and it's just really good. And uh, my name's Billy Grant, and I'm sitting here with the crew, and I'm just going to say, first of all, say to you, uh, you've got the blade in the house. Um, uh, You enjoy the Euros so
4: far, haven't you? I think everyone's enjoyed the Euro so far, haven't they? What's not to enjoy? Yeah, it's been amazing. Um, You know, England finally turning up for a tournament, performing like we always hoped and dreamed they could. Team looks together, squad looks together, amazing bunch of players, great options all over the pitch. And we're getting results and, you know, everyone was doubting Gareth after the, the, the Scotland game. But it feels like we've learned how to play in a tournament as well. And it's, you know, we're here in the final. Hopefully it's, it's a, a great opportunity for us to bring the trophy home
3: brilliant opportunity and again you know, we'll talk you know more about this i mean i don't think everyone was down in gareth actually but i just i just think that it's a, it's a case that you know I th- again when i said this we'll talk about this later but you know if you've been to loads of tournaments you know we went to brazil one time and, and we, we, we you know it took me five days to get there and we were knocked out after four you know literally being in that country for four days and going home we just didn't want to feel that in again so you know whatever southgate had to do to ensure that we got out of the group stages I, i'm i was happy with that and absolutely delighted and you can say this now you got to the final like you did the right thing which is all good listen um, we've had some jokes as well uh, you've got the soups in the house here as well like I said to you a mix of fans here but lots of bees, of course like you know and uh, like I said to you we've been we've been in the stadium for, for most of the games you have soups anyway um, didn't get for the earlier rounds a yeah. little bit nervous but then the, the Germany game just tipped it you know it's it, it sort of kind of you could just you could just put it behind you that the fact you didn't
5: get to the first three games couldn't you that Germany game oh absolutely um, you yeah, know the group stages they weren't at that exciting the job was done uh, we got through group winners and that, then I got tickets for the Germany match and oh blimey the entire day the build up the anticipation thinking we, we can beat them this time and the stadium was just rocking everyone was up well up for it uh, again we did the job late on absolute potty scenes limbs all over the shop I still got a bruise from that game on my thigh from that but it was well deserved bit of war wounds absolutely loved it it's absolutely brilliant we had a really late night I thought we took it on from there obviously we went to Rome well, well the, the team and the you squad didn't did go it. to Rome I didn't go well, to Rome know there's,
3: there's some, among, yeah, go. Some, some among us did but we, we,
5: we won't uh, go yeah, into that yeah, yeah. Shush, shush about yeah. that but yeah it wasn't me um, again did a very effective job 4-0 in the quarter final blimey that doesn't really happen does it but it did brought it home Again, the semi-final, another tense affair, but Wembley was, was rocking. It wasn't quite as rocking as the Germany game because it was so tense what was on the line, getting to the first final since 66 was on the line. But again, we did the job, potty scenes, into a final, and here we go. Here
3: we go, indeed. Here we go, indeed. Listen, we've got the blades. The blades have come down as well. And fortunately, it was really weird because we obviously went to Borough, which was a, we had a fantastic weekend up in Borough, didn't we? You know, sort of Runswick Bay and Whitby and that part of the world. says so If you haven't been up there, beautiful. Borough is a fantastic city, it's a, it's a fantastic town or city, whatever it is, brilliant people, really, really friendly people, and then if you go up to the coast up there, it's just beautiful up there, and we had a fantastic time up there, and then we came down, unfortunately you guys didn't get the tickets, so it was just a hard, hard, hard call, that went to the first three matches as well up there, but like I said to you, the reunion came for the Germany game, but you've really enjoyed the year, hasn't you?
6: Oh, it's just been amazing, and I'm gutted we didn't get to go to Copenhagen, Dublin our own, but... You know, to be in Wembley for them matches, you know, it's just been, what can I say? It's I feel really, really blessed and the gang that we're with, they're just ace and it's good characters, love their football, love the crack before the game but we're pretty, we're not too crazy. We're pacing, pacing's been the theme of this tournament and actually it's got us a long way so hopefully we're going to do the business tonight. Come on, England. What
3: you didn't pace, though, is you didn't pace the bruises that you got in that semi-final game when we played Denmark, did we? Because you, you was knocked left, right and centre all over the place. It was absolutely potty, wasn't it?
6: Oh, it's been shocking. I'm absolutely black and blue, but it's worth it. And uh, I won't be climbing on the chair tonight. No way. Health and safety all the way for me now. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: got it. Health and safety. Listen, we got the we got the man in the house who's uh, he's looking more probably a little bit more nervous that you know that you're facing Brentford the first game of the season than you are nervous about this game tonight, aren't you? Uh,
4: <clears throat> Brentford. No, not nervous at all about that. Um, the arsehole that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You see you see what's coming out of his mouth and what's on his eyebrows is two different things. <laughs> don't worry about that, don't worry about that. Um, but today... Yeah, looking forward to today's game. I mean, your Euros, I mean, how has I mean, how, your Euros been? Because obviously,
3: like, we've been, I mean, I met you in Japan 2002. We've done pretty much every single tournament since then together. We've been everywhere from South Africa to Russia to Brazil, everywhere. We've just had some proper jokes and then, OK, it's been great having it on home turf, but it's not quite been the same, has it, you know? People, you know, like today, people are turning up at three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Whereas beforehand you'd be turning up three or four days beforehand, isn't it?
4: I know what you mean, I know what you mean. I was actually thinking that coming there today. I mean yesterday for instance, I was I was I was I was doing bits of decorating and a night and night. this is the game before. I made the tournament and I know that if we were I don't know if we were out in South Africa somewhere I must have would have strolled in at 4 o'clock in the morning we would have been singing all day long going on chanting so yeah we have sort of lost that little bit of the vibe but hey look we're in a final so you can't argue with that so um, yeah I'm, 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 I'm not saying I'm nervous I'm just trying to today I'm just trying to take it in every time people come up to me and say oh what's going to happen what's going to be the score I tell them listen as far as I'm concerned we're here now and I just want to take it in Gav Southgate has got me to a semi and a final. Yeah. So everything now... Two semis. two Sorry, two semis well, and now a final. So everything to me is a bonus. I feel like, I feel like Wigan. You know when Wigan get a final or, or, or when Wimbledon. No one went that to Wimbledon when they play Liverpool and said, oh, you better win it. They said, look, just enjoy it. And that's how I feel. Just going to enjoy it. Remember the last time we saw saw England
3: because we don't play England that many times in competitive games at all, you know, and especially in tournaments. I mean, the last time, we've only played in in Italy twice in tournaments. We played them in in Manaus and that was a disaster, you know what I'm saying? Because they beat us in the first game and then before we knew it, we were out of the tournament. But before that, the one that I really remember is in Kiev, remember? When we were were standing up there arm in arm through the penalties, like the players would do, like, you know, arm in arm, begging and praying that we'd actually
4: put them penalties there. Remember that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, do you know why? Because Kiev. I went home. I went. I was. I went oh. back. I went back. I went back. Oh, so I it was your
3: brother. It was your brother that was. I was arm and arm
4: So you. You. were loyal enough. I was you? There, I was loyal enough. So I. I was. With, I was there for the first. I went to the first few games. I think that's when I was trying to do my tactical little switch of thinking. Oh, what I'm going to go to. I thought we were Germany. I thought I'd go to the first group games and then I'd come back for the semis. And then I started to realise that it's not going to happen. So I just kept kept them following. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, did, uh, yeah, yeah. Basically. It's schoolboy, schoolboy era there. <laughs> <laughs> Schoolboys. You, done that ever since, have you? I've never done that ever since. I've been following that. I've been yes, you up from, from day one, and that's it. Because you know you're probably going to get knocked yeah, out by the quarterfinals. I, I think I think that that must that strategy's changed since. I think since been Roy because I remember saying, I remember saying to yeah, I remember saying to the missus I said look, I'm not going home. To Roy's coming home. And then that was my been my phrase ever since then. So I've been f- making sure that I stay, stay for him. Because, look, these things don't come very often. So, anyway, let's welcome. what That's, uh, this was That's happened as well. So, yes, we've got my man in the house here
3: as well. Like I said to you, been to Russia, been to all over the place <laughs> with you as well. Relatively new on the England front, it has to be said. But then when you, once you jump right in, you've jumped in deep head first like i said to you we were going to be co- to going out to ends. that's right we we're going to be going all over to copenhagen are going to 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 rome going to italy and we're not going to dublin reveal about well, well. dublin as well yeah. you know and we're not obviously not going to reveal you are, but apparently there was somebody who went out to, to rome uh, d- 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 yeah I know, I know i know a bloke that went to rome Yeah, could you tell us what the experience was like of that person
7: who went to rome <laughs> yeah i as, as I hear it, yeah. he had an absolutely great time yeah. out there. It was all it was all uh, you know EU and UAE based England fans, yeah. no yeah. nobeds basically. Mm. Uh, everyone having a great time. Uh, you know, so what the night before that tournament vibe? You know, you go out and yeah, I and mean, Italy were playing the night before as well, when they won that game. So the streets were just lit with with Italy fans going absolutely fucking mental. There was loads of Belgians there, loads of Swiss there, loads of Spaniards there. Just everyone out there having a great time. And who were they supporting? Is
3: it interesting.
7: What, the Italians? No, all the, oh, the Danes and all these other people. So, well, I mean, the Danes were supporting Denmark because they were playing just before England. Okay, not then. The, the Belgians? But... A lot of these guys were there to actually go and watch England oh. because it was the only game that they could get to really, realistically, in the
3: tournament. So they were supporting England. They were supporting England. Okay, so yeah. yeah. Little, of course, somebody told you this. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 This is this is.
7: It's all, I, I'm a little scant on details because this is all secondhand knowledge. Second-hand knowledge. It's it's knowledge
3: that's second right. Hand okay, hand it's, right. Hand okay. Hand it's yeah, not that you went out there yourself. And no, so no, no, no. That
7: would be breaking the rules. That would so be
3: breaking no, the we'll rules, and we don't do rule breaking no, here no, as well. No, exactly. So what in the stadium? What was it like? Um, well, I believe my mate said it was. It was quite quite. It was kind of empty, actually.
7: Um, yeah, I guess you saw it on the TV as well. It's kind of empty, but I think a lot of the England fans just happened to be in the same blocks together, and you know, bundled all together, made made a good amount of noise. Okay. Everyone's quite friendly. No booing. No booing the knee. Nothing like that. I think one person booed, not, and my mate. Yeah, sorry, I, not you. My mate, it wasn't you. Was but it and was somebody mate. else. And my mate, my <laughs> mate asked him, and he goes, "What? Why are you booing?" And they and said, "You know." A short discussion, and then the guy
3: was like, "Fair enough." Okay, it's fair enough. And, and what did it feel like when all them goals went in? I mean, like, did you think this is an absolute? Um, this is just an absolute... well, obviously watching on the telly, I thought this was
7: absolutely <laughs> brilliant. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, but, uh,
7: my, my, my mate actually missed the th- he missed the third goal because he was too busy talking to the England fan next to him. And next thing you know, goal! <laughs> Hey. Brilliant.
3: But we never expected it uh, to be that one side of the game. And coming out of the stadium, what was the Because we saw the pictures on the news, there was lots of England fans just going, absolutely potty for it.
7: Yeah, so it's kind of, it's a tale of two entrances. Uh, on one side of the stadium it's where, where I think Sky and all the, and Lot they were all filming. That's where loads of England fans were flooding out of. My mate happened to be in the other end. Your mate, that is. It's not you, but your mate. Mate. Yeah, 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 mate. Yeah, yeah, my mate. So my mate was in the other end, but he came out, he joined in the celebrations on the other side. Everyone's Having a great time. The Ukrainians were a little bit, you know, they weren't, they weren't happy. bitter. They weren't bitter. They weren't necessarily unhappy. I think you kind of you kind of saw it at the end of the game when Shevchenko went over to the Ukraine fans uh, and the Ukrainian team came up with them. I don't think they ever expected to get that far. Anyway it's a little bit of a shame that they went out on you know a big loss for them obviously but there was no bitterness there's no trouble I was uh, you know sorry my mate was having a couple of drinks <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, it's your friend with, that was yeah. yeah my mate he was, he was having drinks with uh, a couple of Ukrainians
3: um, the night before as well it was all friendly it was all love right so listen this is so you're just getting a just getting a little vibe of what we know of, of, of our european championships and obviously uh, my friend here his friend uh, this unnamed friend of his who uh, who apparently went over to rome and uh, we will say no more about that as well but you know got, you've got the eyebrows raised here and i think everyone gets what the drift is uh, you know, so but there's no criminalization of anybody here going on anyway but anyway listen we're going to finish up our drinks have some food and then we're going to head down to the station and we're going to talk to some characters on route So before every England game, we always meet in our very special bar, literally a stone's throw from the stadium. This particular pre-match, the bar was very lively, with a wide range of characters, all with smiles on their faces. Most of us were totally unaware of the carnage that was going on (laughs) more than five minutes' walk away down Wembley Way. We were properly enjoying ourselves. This is what the characters had to say. So here we are in the boozer beforehand. The boozer beforehand and we're, listen, we've got all characters on the board, very very excited about the game. Listen,
8: we're just coming up to the the, the European Championships final today against Italy. How excited are you? Oh, made up son. I tell you, you know, I'm 51 years old. I'll probably never see another England in the final. Now, my boy's 17. He can't be here today. Gutted for him, I have to say, but you know, this is this is it. We're going to win it. We're yeah. going to win it 2 0 Well, that's us go because I wasn't going to ask if you're going to win it
3: because I, I'm in the situation where I'm just thinking we should be here to enjoy it and we can't predict anything. And every year we always think that we're going to do the business, but I just think that we just to be in the situation we're on. I'm, I'm happy to be here. You're happy to be here. Listen, so many happy, smiling faces around here,
8: isn't it? Absolutely. Honestly, um, I'm a, I'm an optimist rather than a pessimist. You know, um, people around here—they're all happy to be here without a shadow of a doubt. I think Russia
9: last—I <laughs> think, I
8: think Russia last year was the turning point of the of the optimism of this team.
2: <laughs>
8: Southgate has brought us on as a team, and we are—you know—he he represents what we stand for a country, as a team, and. You know, you know, he's a top top manager. Top top manager and he's very enthusiastic. So listen, <laughs>
3: listen, we're talking about this. No. It? We're in the and we're not gonna say where we are because this is a, this is our top secret location. This okay. is our this is our this is our beside me vibes location nice. and as you see, people don't know about this one, but the vibe in here has been wicked, isn't it?
10: Oh incredible man, incredible. Can't wait to get in there it's bubbly it's lively first thing the game you're loving it aren't you
3: are you loving it yeah tell me you're loving it say yes
9: yes how much are you loving it how much are you loving
3: it ben? how much are yes. you loving it a lot say a like, speak you have to speak a lot a he's lot. loving it a lot as well a lot. yeah so listen so i mean obviously you know
10: england semi-final at home you know did you think I mean, for semi-final final at home right. did you think we get this far i never ever dreamed of getting this far especially after scotland game but you know what? Gareth, fairness to him, he's called every decision right. And the boys, it feels different this time. It feels different, isn't it? So I'm thinking we're going to do it. It's going to happen. I'm gonna, I mean, look, you know, interesting because this World Cup, and um, for me,
3: oh, I say World Cup, I keep saying World Cup. I'm <laughs> so used to going <laughs> Feels like the Russia. World Cup. Yeah, it's really weird, actually, it does. European Championship, I mean, for me, I mean, I'm a Black England fan who has yeah. been going for years and years as well. You're yeah. a Black England fan yeah. as well, let me yeah. come in here. There's obviously been, you know, a number of things that have gone on. I'm not putting the negativity down on it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You're still here today. Yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts about, like, the diversity, yeah. about how included
10: that you and all your friends feel on this lot? Yeah. And and, and what, just what are your feelings? So It's a really good question because, being honest with you, five, ten years ago, I, I struggled to support England because I didn't feel the team represented me. The whole nature of what the England you know, the St George's Cross represented was quite uncomfortable growing up. Why is that? Then do tell me. It was a symbol of the National Front growing up, right? It was it was difficult to really identify with the England team and what England, at least from a football perspective, was was stolen to, to represent. This current team, not just the diversity on the pitch, but how they behave and Gareth Southgate deserves a ton of credit for what he's actually decided to bravely just present as what the England team stands for it just feels very different and inclusive now and it's a team I feel connected to and proud to be involved with
3: which is interesting because me I've been going for 30 odd years and yeah. even though that may have been going around England yeah. I have actually kind of like gone I don't care what what's right. going on Right. I have to be here yeah. and if anyone doesn't like it Screw then yeah, yeah. yeah and I've done yeah. that and I must admit I got quite a lot of um question
10: marks from you my, you? my black colleagues and my black friends Did you? Yeah. saying why are you going to England going? And, 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 and I'm saying probably you would have thought the same thing right totally one of my boys just two weeks ago during a tournament he was wearing his England shirt black guy come up to him in the street said mate you're a sellout what are you wearing that for right and that's that's born out of historical difficulty association with the England team right and yeah, I felt, I, I had that myself, but it feels very different now. Everything the England team stands for, the, the whole stance on, on, on big issues, regardless of how uncomfortable that might be for people, yeah. it feels very different being involved with this team. I'm very proud to support this team, and feel, I feel included, you know, as a fan, and as, and as a... And, and, as, and also you brought your son here as well, and your yeah. son is, uh, is, how old is he? He's six years old, it's his first England game, so he's done quite well for his first game. And yeah, you know, I had no, I had no reservations about bringing him. It's a bit loud on the tube coming over. That was yeah. one moment he felt a bit scared. But otherwise, it was, you yeah, just fantastic. Listen, you so know. listen, yeah. enjoy,
3: enjoy the game today, man. Much you know what saying? Pretty. Enjoy the game today, you gonna to enjoy it? Say yes, are you gonna enjoy yes. it? Yeah, that's good. So he's gonna enjoy it as well, nice one, yeah. So listen, we got a Walton house here, but, just, oh, listen, hey, hey, hey. but this isn't about club football. This is about international football. And like me, I mean, I've been around with you all over the world. Trying to trying to get some sort of a result from England. Uh, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling confident, but it's gonna be tight, isn't it? So nil-nil half time, one one full time, penalties. Jesus Christ, I mean he's gone it's right going to be, in. It's gonna be. Uh, it's, I wasn't even asking be, him for like the ball. I was <laughs> just asking how you felt. I wasn't I was just giving you a full. It must be like a like statistical that. rundown, like I was saying, but there you go. And, and you know why that is? Because they're not playing Connor Cody. They're playing colour Cody, we'd win 5-0 easily. <laughs> there you go. Listen, he's got it all sorted, like I said, We've got the Laney in the house here, and the Laney is here. The Laney stepped away from England for a few years, but you're back for the big game. BG, BG Laney. Good afternoon,
9: Bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, um, I feel blessed to be here today. Um, we owe Italy, 100%. I was in Kiev when they beat us on penalties. Uh, in, in the U- Ukrainian uh, Euros, um, I, I, I'm, I'm really, really buzzing. I'm confident. You know, every, everywhere I look, you know, Italy are a very, very good team, but we're every bit as good as them. And you know, and I've bored the besotted listeners all season, going, it's a nine-month season. Don't write us off. Don't get down in the dumps. Don't say Brentford aren't going up wait until what happens at the end of the season, and you wait what happens until the end of the tournament, there's been times during this tournament, I've not been really particularly happy with the way we played but, it's about playing the whole tournament, the whole four weeks, and we're in the final and there's so many good teams that I've seen this tournament that aren't there Holland aren't there, France aren't there, Belgian aren't there, you know, Scots aren't there <laughs> um, you know we are there on merit Italy have got every reason to be scared of us as we've got to be scared of them I believe it we, it's coming home bill we, we are we are probably gonna do a Brentford England double today oh actually I'm gonna I have to step away from that because of the to touch word of the touch word because he said
3: he said far too much but listen we got the Leon in the house here as well so the Leon in the house listen we got the man in the house here and look You've been to... Listen, we were in Euro 2004 together. Oh, yeah, we were like... We've been to games together when England, you know... To be fair, England, if you compare that team, they should have probably won that tournament that time, but it didn't happen. We have been... We have been we've cut short so many times. Well, we're in the final now, and how are you feeling?
0: Yeah, I mean, how am I feeling? Jeez, I mean, I'm, I'm here with my little daughter... Which is nice, man. She's nine years old. It's a family thing, you yeah, know I'm it's saying? A, it's amazing that she's here. She's experiencing the good and bad of football fans, or they're the, the getting used to football fans, anyway, um, which we all go the li- through. The liveliness of some <laughs> characters, which you have to kind of just, like, compartmentalise, I think. it Exactly. We've all been through it, and she's going through it today, so it's interesting just seeing that journey. But, um, but no, it's amazing to be in a final. Absolutely incredible. And... It's a team that are just great people. Like it's a manager that I've got to have the privilege of having lots of conversations with. And what you see is what you get with this guy. He's absolutely top draw, he's a lovely guy. He has morals, he thinks about things. The players, I've been around a lot of these players, I know a lot of these players very, very well. They are really, genuinely good people, good young people trying to do good things. And. It's an England team, I think we can all be really proud to get behind. I think lots of my mates who've played in previous England teams have gone on to tell in their books and films stories about why the teams were divided, etc. Why? Et why were they divided? I think it was to do with club loyalties. I think it was to do with having no real affinity and connection with England. I think it was to do with the English FA being out of date at that time and not in tune with its fans, not in tune with the country as a whole. So now we're in a different space, and it's just wonderful to be in a final, looking around Wembley as we are now, (laughs) seeing black, Asian, women, young kids, disabled people.
3: Even people in our crew here, as you can see, our crew is as diverse as it gets, you know what I'm saying? Asian, women, men, everything, isn't it? Kids.
0: And everybody looking out for each other, which is absolutely lovely. And the more of this that we see, and, and we know it exists beyond this group, you've you've made a big effort beyond, and and everyone's made a big effort to make sure everyone feels welcome as it as it should be but now it's kind of like a case of this is this is becoming the norm people are doing these things in this right way so if and, you're listening to this
3: and i'm and i'm, I'm listening i'm going to
0: say this because obviously we've known each other for years as well you used to work for kick it
3: out i did a lot of stuff for kick it out a lot of really great stuff for yeah. kick it out big conferences in in big nightclubs with, with DJs and Norman Jay and Chris Powell and yeah. big people and stuff like that which kind of really worked as well so we've gone back a long time but you were always a little bit reticent about the England yeah. thing right when I used to go to be fair and I'm just yeah. saying but you used to question me as a black person going and you couldn't understand why I would go as an England fan for me my thing was that I, I, I had to stand up for what I believe was right I'm a football fan
0: yeah.
3: and I don't, no, no one's going to give me any shit no one yeah I'll just stand up there and I'll just say, listen, you know. But the thing about it is that a lot of black people were a little bit like, listen, we're not ready for this now. And, you, and, you,
1: and, and I understand it, you know what I'm saying, yeah.
0: wouldn't it? No, absolutely. And we have different tolerance levels. We have different experiences. And even now, me being here at this game saying, come on, England, people are sending me DMs saying, well, you've changed your tune and I'm not really down with this. Some people, not lots of people, no. certainly nowhere near the amount of people before. Yeah. And I'm explaining to them, I have a connection now with this team because it represents something completely different to what it did 10 years ago, 20 years ago to me. And I would like to think, and I've seen, and I've seen it on social media, that lots of people are saying a very similar thing. They've come on a journey. And now, today, many people are pulling on an England shirt for the very first time and that is hugely significant and we shouldn't underestimate that and to be fair Billy without people like yourself who was there kind of like going saying sod you lot you racist lot whatever I'm here and I'm going to make sure it's inclusive for my people maybe we wouldn't be here in this position like seriously because you know like the Cyril Regis's and the Laurie Cunningham's we needed pioneers to stick it out and to stick two fingers up to the racists and to keep coming back yeah. many black people they won't do that they don't have to they can go back to their own communities but now today we're in a slightly well a very different position and I'm really proud to be part of it It's the right time for me right now okay. and I
3: appreciate that and not kind words there as well and what I'll say to you is well obviously and Leon is there you've you've invented the blacklist as well which is a recognition of a black people within the football community who have done things which is special and you invented that as well which is just like it's not a big i'm not going to say it's not a big deal because it is a big deal but what you felt is that it was very important for people to be recognized for the things they're doing and you don't have to be like a uh, the ceo you could be doing anything within that you've invented that and that has like that has just snowballed over the years which is respect to you as well because it's almost like you've been doing your little thing in your little area I'm a fans man, I do my thing in the fans area, you know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, and and listen, the Football Blacklist is now hugely recognised. The Premier League are backing it. I've got people in America, people in Africa saying, come and bring the Blacklist here, and those are part of our plans to make it international as well as national. And um, I'm really proud to, proud to have played that part. And one of my big things is we haven't had enough fan recognition within the Football Blacklist. We just haven't. But I think that's because the black community and the football community probably haven't respected or acknowledged the fan community as much as it can do. So I am really looking forward to, in the future, there being fan groups, fan activists, being on that blacklist because they bloody deserve it.
3: Uh, Ricky, Ricky, listen, enjoy the game. Listen, Ella as well as his daughter, enjoy the game, you're gonna enjoy the game. Yeah. Yeah, Jella's gonna enjoy the game as well. Listen, they're all gonna enjoy the game. Enjoy yourselves and i listen, I'll catch up with you after the game, okay? Wicked, see you later. Listen, I'm gonna go through, I'm gonna interview some more people as well. Wicked, see on, you later. Seven, pound. seven pounds as well. Listen, you're not gonna get you won't get a burger for them seven pounds, not in Wembley anyway. <laughs> see you later. Yeah. So listen, we're going through as well. And I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're perusing through to see what's going on. Yeah, listen. So we got my man here, Leeds man, the Kelvin. I met you. Remember, in Ru- I met you in no, in Greece in Thessaloniki. I took the backdoor route to Greece to go to Russia. It was about fifty pence to get over there through that route. It was wicked. And I met you in Thessaloniki. Our plane was delayed. And we went into town and we just chilled out
11: and had a bit of a laugh, didn't we? Had we? A, we had a few drinks in, a, in the bar. That's right. After a 10-hour delay. That's right. And got to know each other. That's right. And, and uh, we're here again. And that's what football does. It brings people together. And since I met Billy, I've got to say, I've met so many people through him. And there's a great team of people. That's
3: right. And that's right.
11: I'm here today. Excited. Looking forward to it. So listen, final. You, you, you're hardcore. You
3: go England, home and away everywhere like that. But this is the first time again for you, like everyone else, it's a final. How does it feel for you?
11: It's special. I've been to four World Cups, all the Euros. I never thought we'd get to a final. But it's extra special because I don't see us losing. I can't, I can't see us losing today. Okay,
3: well, I'm going to touch wood here again because I'm, I'm in, I'm in superstition mode. So a lot of people are getting very, very over. You know, it's cool. You can do your thing. And I'm saying, and I think it's nice that you're positive, but it's not a problem. It's not a problem. But I'm just saying whatever happens, happens.
2: Because
3: <laughs> I'm very scared. Because uh...
11: If England make no mistakes, EG say Phillips doesn't go in with a daft tackle and get sent off, England will win. Just keep it calm. Keep it calm. England will win. England. Keep it calm.
3: England will win. Listen, we've got the man. We've got the man, the original man. As you all probably know him as well from my blogs, from my posts, from my Facebooks, from my whatever, everything that I do. The original man who's gone to me—I met him on the way to Brazil, just before I went to Brazil—and since then we've been travelling to England together all the time. The original man, the Spanish Dave, is in the house. Hello, hello. Hey, how are you? Doing? I'm well. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good, man. So listen, you're a bit late today. You come down. You come down a bit late, didn't you? I saw my tickets out. I saw his tickets out, which is all good. But listen, the Spanish Dave, you and me—we keep on talking about how we never got to. That pinnacle to that
1: final. We're here today. Does it feel a bit weird? Very much so. I must admit, I didn't think this day would come. Without being negative, you kind of get the feeling that we might have missed out. A few, we've had a few so-called golden generations who couldn't make it, but something's clicked here, and here we are. So here we are here today. And what I'm trying not to do is I don't want to do a
3: prediction no. because there's no point doing a prediction and everything like that. What I'm going to do is like, like, I mean, how has
1: this tournament be for you compared to other tournaments? Uh, it's been very different. Being at home, it's very weird. Having empty stadiums because of the COVID has been weird. It hasn't really been that we're away, get involved vibe. But I don't know. We, 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 it's built up. Definitely the Germany game was good vibe. The semi was good. And this, this is looking good now. It's very busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I wonder, do you think in a way it's kind of helped us? Because um, we've been playing behind closed doors for, for
3: a year or so. And we played almost close doors for the first three games, so there's probably less pressure for the team. Um, do you think, and, and then the Germany game came where there was a lot of like, "Whoa, they got over that." And they said after that, "We're quite happy to go to Rome with no fans."
1: It's almost like they were quite happy to have yeah. no pressure. What, what do you reckon? Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at that game against Ukraine in, in Rome, that's probably our best performance. I, admittedly, we scored four goals, so it makes it makes the performance look better maybe there's some theory in that yeah what you're saying that yeah maybe playing without so many fans in the stadium has helped us you know so today i mean listen you're here amongst friends it's honestly i'm smiling here
3: because it's like everyone's here we managed to get everyone a ticket you know i even went on the yeah, the, the UEFA website this morning and I managed to get Lanier a ticket, who I used to travel with to England years before. And I've got him a ticket. I've got, you know, your missus, she got a ticket as well. Yeah, She's yeah. been to a couple of games, but she didn't have one. And uh, one of our crew as well, as well, who went to Rome and everything like that, he didn't have a ticket, which we're gutted about. Managed to get him a ticket as well. It's always the
1: positivity. So yeah. I'm really happy that we're all here together. There's no one missing. There's no, no one missing. We're, we're all here. And this is how it should be. Yeah. You know, we've all met over the years. Starting back in, like you said, Brazil, various other World Cups. People have joined the group as we go along. And it's good to see every face here. I can't think of anyone who's actually missing, which is good. It's how it should be. That's right.
3: And talking about people that are missing, he's not missing at all. We've got the Geordie John in the house. Hey. Geordie John, no, this is brilliant. now. Geordie John in the house. There was a, a thing happened, that happened. In... What's happening? There's a thing that happened to Geordie John. He's, he loves changes. He loves changes, doesn't he? Bill,
11: that's exactly what I was going to say to you. It's all about changes. <laughs> Gareth knows when to make changes. Roy Hodgson didn't know when to make and changes. And he said it three
1: years ago, didn't you?
11: Five years ago. Five years ago, yeah. Uh, exactly. And what happened the other night, eh? he brought Grealish on, we took the lead, and he took Grealish off. That's how to make changes. That's what it's all about.
3: That's right. So the changes are there. So, I mean, you haven't got to because you, you you, you know, with Russia, we'll be we sitting in the semi final. It's funny, we, we, I mean, I managed to put you in a Brentford top, even though you're a Geordie, yes. and it's all on Channel 5 TV. Yeah, yeah. Geordie John in, in a never,
11: Brentford top. Never lived a down. You never lived that one Dad, <laughs> have you?
3: But listen, you have to do that. there was a reason for it, but we won't go into that. You Believe. Know.
11: The only top I wouldn't have wore is a Sunderland top. Yeah, we know that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we know that. But you'd do anything for a ticket, wouldn't you? Of course I would.
11: <laughs> and I tell you what, I wouldn't sell this ticket for the world. Yeah, yeah nobody could buy this ticket for yeah, tonight yeah, and you
3: and you win out as well because um, you bought two semi-finals
11: two final tickets didn't you i'll like you mate i've been 31 years i've been watching them and i've been waiting for this all my life and i thought it was never going to happen
3: and this is what i said this is what makes me well up football fans who go you know you don't understand you know my daughter and, and you know she's brilliant she's here and she's been really lucky because she's been it's her first tournament she's been to the women's world cup Okay, and then she did that, and then all of a sudden she goes, Dad, take me to the Euros, so I've got a ticket all the way through to the finals. Yeah. She's got a ticket to the final. Brilliant. I mean, she just doesn't know what's happened. She, she doesn't understand what she does actually understand, actually, because yeah. she says to me, you're just used to losing, Dad. All... Brentford, you lose. England, you lose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But she's so lucky because she's actually come here. Whether or not we win or lose today, we've got to the final, and that's all that really matters.
11: Well, that's like me. I've watched England 31 years. I've watched Newcastle 40-odd years. And I honestly thought I was never going to see either of them win anything in my lifetime. So,
2: this is
11: so, weird. So, so, but what was, what was with you
3: with Russia with that Brentford top leg? What was it all about? What was it all It was all about you. <laughs> 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 all right, we won't go into that. We won't go into that. We won't go into that. But listen, I'll have a look around to see what else is going on down here. So, listen, going down. I'm going yeah, uh, to. So, listen, Belsie, this is your first. We're talking about this. Everyone here is crying because they've like seen England lose so many times. This is your first tournament, and you've seen England get to the final. How has this tournament been for you?
12: It's been really good because like when you go to your first tournament, you don't really expect like that good stuff to happen. You just want to enjoy the time. And this time, we've got to the final, so that's like really good.
3: I've got to ask you, because I'm, I'm not with Vani, but we, I mean, you're my daughter, you're only 12 years old, but we had a little bit of beef even in the early rounds because you were going, England aren't going to get through. You kept saying England aren't going to get through. They're not very good. Oh, you're, you're a little bit negative about England. And I was like going, don't worry. They'll turn it around. But are you surprised they turn it around?
12: Yeah, but I never said that. Oh,
3: yeah. You've done the, you've done the old denial. You've done the the daughter denial. I'll have to take it back later. But anyway, but listen, but this is all good. But listen, who has done the business for you? What's your favorite game? Um...
12: A specific favourite game, but maybe Germany game. Well, why is that then? Because it's Germany. It
3: was Germany as well. What about the atmosphere?
12: Oh, it was, just, it was really good because everyone was singing. Everyone was really happy. It was like the best game I've been to probably.
3: You've beat, had you, you beat a few people jump on top of you, didn't you?
12: Mm-hmm. I fell off the chair. And I... <laughs>
3: I had to save you as well, you know what I'm saying? So it was all good. So we got the Germany game. We watched the, the other game in, the, in a Danish bar. You remember that one? Because we couldn't go to Rome. You know, one of our friends here went to Rome. We talked to him a little bit earlier. We can't mention his name because obviously uh, for certain reasons we can't mention that. He went to Rome, but we saw him on the TV. Do you remember? We saw him. We were in the Nays Bar. We saw him on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. How did that feel, seeing one of your friends on the TV that probably shouldn't have been
12: there? It was (laughs) was funny.
3: (laughs) It was. So what are you thinking about today? I'm not asking you to give a result. How are you feeling today? Are you nervous? No, I'm not that nervous.
12: I'm a bit nervous, but not as much as I was nervous for the Germany game. No, or the Denmark game? Yeah, you're
3: really nervous for those two, aren't you? Yeah. So is it whatever? So if they lose today, you'll be just like kind of whatever.
12: Yeah, because I'm happy that we got to the final anyway. That's all
3: good. That's very, it's a great attitude. As we made our way to the game, it was definitely much busier on the turnstiles. Lots of characters loitering, people trying to jump in with us when we tried to enter the turnstiles. It wasn't anything that we couldn't handle, but it was just a little bit annoying. That's all. We got in, my crew plotted up behind the goal. The stadium was jammed. There's no way there were 60,000 in Wembley that night. There were three, maybe four people to a seat in places and we were smack bang right in the middle of the cauldron that was block one, one, one. The game is on. We've hardly kicked off and Luke Shaw puts England ahead. Wembley erupts. So yes, one nil up, England. We're in the stadium here. Atmosphere's (laughs) electric and early goal. (laughs)
13: <laughs> I mean could bamboozled bamboozled it's got everyone off guard no one was expecting the early goal after three minutes just...
11: it's it's not bad, it? as as, I don't know it's bad is it it's bad at this
3: end again it's, it's all went off everyone's falling all over the place were not they it's crazy so, but the thing about it is now it's almost like we had to hold out 87 minutes now we've got to hold out <laughs> you know I've been, looking at, I've been looking at that clock like every literally minute haven't I it around, but, but the Italians you know and I'm not going to do I am not to say anything as a touch wood, but the Italians at the moment now they're passing the ball around nicely but they've, they've had a lot of possession but, yeah, but they, they haven't had a lot of positions. yeah they've but you know it's about getting it into the right area
13: and they haven't quite this, got there yet have they yeah we, well we know we know from watching Brentford that possession doesn't win you a game does it yeah
3: so listen yeah we we'll see we'll, we'll check back with you in a minute but it's, it's very nerve wracking at the moment
5: are You very, are you nervous um, I'm trying to keep nerves under wrap, but it's very difficult that's such a long way to go we're doing well one of that, But blimey, so much could happen. Keep on going, England. You normally get nervous through matches.
3: You get nervous. You get nervous during games. Are you nervous? Are you nervous?
5: Yes, I'm so nervous,
13: yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can't really talk. I'm speechless with nerves.
3: Listen, people can't. They, they, listen. They said, it's uh, we're 23 minutes into the game. It's halfway through the first half. England got possession again. And uh, it said, it's really weird because there's like... There's, there's, a, there's much free-throw expression here on the terraces. Everyone's got potty for it. We were really nervous against Denmark, but now, like, everyone's just... Everyone's really up for it. And uh, But we need another goal. So uh, I'll check back in a minute and see how it goes. More than halfway through the first half now, and England were in control. The fans were feeling this moment. So we're, we're, we're about half an hour into the game, and it's looking quite good as well. And like I said, we seem to be getting quite a lot of... Um, lot of
1: quite a lot of stuff on the on action on the wings isn't it yeah especially on this on this right wing here with uh trippier he seems to be getting getting quite a bit of luck down here obviously the goal came from that uh, that wing as well
3: i mean the italians possession game they're passing the ball around but they're not like i said they're not getting into the right areas touching wood here because it can happen
1: at any time but we seem to be doing well in just trying to keep them at bay we are yeah i think i uh, i said this earlier by keeping the hold of the ball and stopping them getting the ball like Spain did in the last uh, in the semi-final. Uh, Italy, um, Italy struggle a bit. Their, their game plan at the moment and during the Euro seems to be having all the possession. They don't, they, don't have a, they don't really have an idea when they haven't got possession.
3: Again, we've got they're just giving the ball away again. Once again, we've got Kane inside air, and we're, you know, we're just kind of just playing around with them a little bit. It's just really weird. I mean, I'm sitting there talking in the middle, half an hour into the game. I'm sort of semi nervous, but at the same time, I sort of feel semi comfortable.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. The early goal helps settle all the nerves, I think. Obviously, with that point out, the obvious, another one would be great. Now. We need to get to half time, don't we, basically? Yeah, half time like this or another goal for us would be brilliant.
3: Italy equalised in the 67th minute with Benucci burying the ball after the initial shot rebounded off the post. To be fair, England were actually a bit unlucky. If that ball had rebounded anywhere else, it would have been cleared. But it was coming. Italy were piling on pressure on England, who are happy to sit back and soak it up. Squeaky bum time now. So we got it. We got into extra time here, and that, that, that half was that. That second half was a little bit nervy, I have to say, wasn't it? The, the Italians were <laughs> keeping hold of the ball, and you could feel that something was coming, even though like they weren't creating loads of chances. But you just felt something was coming, didn't you?
1: Yeah. absolutely I mean it was just different from the first half you could feel the pressure building you could feel that they were starting to look a little bit more dangerous and it was no surprise when they got the goal but it felt like 10 minutes to go we were starting to get right back into it and we were starting to play a lot better but again that little passage at the end of the game you know when when they hold possession we just don't seem to know how to build back into it do
3: we how are you feeling
6: oh how are you feeling very very nervous but you know look we've got to give it a go now we've got 30 minutes to go for this and we've got to go for it we don't want penalties we want to do it we want to do it in these 30 minutes come on we can do it we need
1: to get more than Sterling into the game don't we Sterling's the one man running forward that seems to really really frighten them and we just need to get someone up in support with him to give him a little bit more to think about
3: stalemate after 90 minutes stalemate after extra time we're here again the dreaded penalties but after winning in russia and winning in porto is england's penalty hoodoo behind them full time's gone extra time has gone and we're back here again penalties penalties again (laughs) how are you feeling you just knew it you
13: just knew it you just knew it was gonna be penalties destined to be penalties but the last two penalty shootouts I've seen England, we won them. So, but still, it's, it's a heart stopper, though, isn't it? Absolutely,
3: yeah. it's a heart stopper. Listen, absolutely you anything
13: can happen now, isn't it? Absolutely anything can happen now. And uh,
3: and, the, and, I, and I can't help think about the Italians, they were looking towards, looking towards this. I don't know, because they were like a little bit of time wasting. They they seem to be at me to just buy the time out, run the clock down,
13: keep the door. I think they ran out of. They've kind of run out of steam they've done all of their substitutions they made all six substitutions all the way throughout the game because that that high intensity game you can't you can't keep up for the whole for the whole for the whole 120 can you
3: so uh, penalties how are you feeling
5: sick <laughs> oh it's horrible it's horrible let's just do it i don't know how just start score more than them come on
3: let's do it With david the corner how are you feeling? Penalty shootout again. Once again, we're here again. We're here once again. Yet another penalty shootout behind the goal.
1: And, um, let's, hope it's in, uh, let's hope it's up this end.
8: Just,
1: just, just for something to do at this end, I suppose, isn't it? I don't know really. I don't know really what to say. Uh, I mean, at the end there, he took a bit of time making them substitutions. Uh, uh, they, were, they were penalty led, weren't they? Of course. That's what he was doing. Waiting to just bring him on to take penalties. Simple as that. Take off two defensive players overall, I mean you know,
3: we went 1-0 up, they got the goal back, you know, came off the post and uh, they got the
1: rebound. Do you think, you know, it was a fair result, one all as it was? Yeah, I think so. I think so. We didn't really push on when we got one nil up, did we? And then neither did they, so I think I think we were both happy to see it out in the end, weren't we? One-all. I'm not gonna ask you about his penalties because it's not right. It's not right.
3: England was so close, but it wasn't to be. Saka, Sancho and Rashford all missed their spot kicks. The Italians were victorious. There's nothing worse than seeing the opposition team celebrate a final win on your own turf. But fair play to Italy, they stuck with it and they took their chances. So it wasn't to be. It was a case of three not great penalties. At the end of the day, it was a tight game, but you know, when it comes to penalties, it's it's a bit of luck. And again, luck just didn't go our way, did it? Apparently there's an argument to say that if you lose on penalties, you don't really lose. <laughs> yeah, I said that a bit earlier. So we, we did all right then, didn't we?
13: Yeah, we, at least we know what it's like to lose in the final, right? Yeah, we do. Listen. Qatar
3: next, did next, let's see if we can go one step further. What came after was two contrasting situations. Saka, Sancho and Rashford were racially abused for missing their penalty shots. My 12-year-old daughter, Bella, expressed her views very succinctly on BBC Breakfast News what she thought of the abuse on her England idols.
12: Tell me then, what's your reaction to the racist abuse that those three players have received overnight? And I just think it's unacceptable because your race doesn't change the way you take a penalty. And like, you can't just abuse someone just because they missed a penalty when millions of people are watching them. They're under pressure, you can't just abuse someone just for that. And I think it's just disgusting.
3: But at the same time, there is enormous pride for the England team and how they carried themselves throughout the tournament. A
12: disappointment last night, of course,
6: but a lot of hope here, Billy.
3: There's definitely a lot of hope. I've got a lot of pride for this team. Gareth Southgate, Chris Powell, his team behind there, all the players who stood up for, you know, what is right about, you know, modern England is what I believe in. Like, you know, so many people can actually get behind this new team, this new diverse team. And lots of my friends who would go nowhere near England, like, you know what I'm saying? Because of the bad reputation it had, you know, some racism, some, you know, violence and stuff like that. But all of a sudden, that's been put to bed. This tournament, to a certain extent, where a lot of my friends said, actually, we feel we actually feel a connection with this team. And the team went out and they, 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 they stood with us as fans, because I've been on the terraces where things have happened to me, where I've got beaten and I've got abused, and i felt on my own. But for once, I felt the team is actually behind me, you know, saying, we've got your back. You know, and we've got your back, and also a lot of the people in the country as well. My friends have said exactly the same thing that team's got our back because we want to support them. All in all, naturally, we are disappointed. England had lost yet again, and once again, our country has been shown in not the best of lights. But let's look on the positive side. We've seen England in a major final for the first time in our lives. This team has won over a whole load of new admirers, and the actions of a odious side of england sport has actually galvanized the silent majority into voice and at the end of the day that's a win in my books roland qatar